the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good Friday morning and welcome into the Bruce Hooley Show. It's a little snowy out there and uh, that means the board's a little glitchy. No, it really doesn't. It means I'm a little glitchy. But I'm here. I made it in. It was sliding down State Route 71 into the studio. Uh, it's Friday morning. It's January 20th, 2024. You're listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Hooley Show. I'm not Bruce. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of The Ohio Press Network. You can read our stuff at theohiopressnetwork.com. It's an honor to fill in for Bruce Hooley. Uh, I was able to text Bruce this morning, and um, we look forward to having him on perhaps next week. I know he's a little bit fit to be tied about Joe Biden and his continued uh, position on Title IX. And I'm going to address that later in the show. Chris Rufo, if you don't know Chris Rufo, you need to know Chris Rufo. Uh, He has really pulled the curtain back on (laughs) diversity, equity, and inclusion, the trans movement. He wrote a, a short piece titled A New Civil Rights Agenda, and I think that'll go to the heart of what's on Bruce's mind. So we'll cover that a little bit later in the show. Uh, listen, it's Friday, which means it's open line Friday. So you can give me a call to talk about anything on your mind. If you need a conversation starter, the poll question I posted today up on Twitter. And by the way, if you're not on Twitter, I suggest you get there and we'll talk about this a little later in the show too. I do expect there to be a full onslaught of censorship during the 2024 election. You're on Facebook. Probably I recommend you get over to Twitter. Twitter is that space right now where you can still exchange ideas, read information. And so that's why I post these polls there. And today's question is, is policing disinformation slash misinformation? And I use that in quotes, which, by the way, both of those turn out to not only be popular, but true in most cases. Is that the tool progressives and globalists will again use in 2024 to deplatform, censor, badger, belittle, besmirch, defame, libel, and intimidate the majority of sane Americans? Call me, 844-825-5989. Let's talk about that or anything else on your mind. Uh, Some of the things I plan to cover today, World Economic Forum in Davos and the Heritage Foundation's Kevin Roberts going scorched earth on the globalists. Uh, Governor Mike DeWine rears his head again on another controversial social issue, and his comments again seem to lack common sense and conservative values. What in the world is this? We're going to talk about it. You know, words matter. That's why reporting is critical. And, well, I don't want to take a victory lap per se for the work that the folks at the Ohio Press Network have done, though they deserve it. I want to point you to an important story written at the end of last year. And the headline is Swiss Billionaire Progressive Dark Money Groups. Um, And it outlines what those groups did. They bankrolled opposition to Ohio issue one. Why is that important? Next week, insiders at the statehouse tell me a 
couple of senators will hold a press conference to announce legislation aimed at stopping foreign financial meddling in Ohio elections. Why is that important? Because the Constitution is the place that the progressives have targeted to do the radical stuff they can't get done in the legislature. So if you cut off the funding, the head of the beast, perhaps you slow down the onslaught of attacks. Um, 1206, Dr. Jim Coordin, board president, Heart of Ohio Classical Academy, joining us to make an exciting announcement about the K, K through sixth grade tuition-free classical education program now available in the Dublin area. 1235, you know him well, Bob France. Can you dig it? He'll be here. Uh, we're going to talk about whatever's on Bob's mind. Usually it's a lot, and usually it's a pretty robust conversation. Speaking of robust conversation, um, I slow rode this long enough. Let's go to the phone lines, um, and hopefully we'll have him for the rest of this segment and the next segment. Lad Dilgard, friend of the show, uh, I'll call you a political analyst, um, founder of BW Strategy Pack, which helps voters in Delaware County and, and maybe even throughout the state now as you're doing more work. Uh, identify the sane education first parents uh, that need to be elected to the school board. Welcome back to the show. How are you this morning, lad? Jack, happy Friday, buddy. I'm I'm doing great, and you can call me anything you want. Just don't call me unfashionable. I won't call you unfashionable, and I won't call you a progressive or a globalist. How's that? Is that fair? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, um, I know you are an astute observer, and a, you are a critical thinker. I know that you read a lot. You, uh, I think, spend a lot of time with one of our syndication partners. They're real clear. And you read a lot of stuff they put out. You read the Wall Street Journal. Um, what's catching your attention this week? Are you are you tuned in to what's going on in Davos and the World Economic Forum? And what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, thanks, Jack. So, in the Wall Street Journal today, there were two great op-eds. One um, was just an excerpt from Argentine President Javier Malay, uh, who gave a speech to the World Economic Forum in D- D- Davos, which is just a gathering of the progressive elite from from the world, um, which is like him going to Davos is, is like a, a slaughterhouse owner going to speak at a vegan convention. <laughs> These guys had to be in total shock. Yeah. Um, the, the second one's by uh, Kimberly Strassel, who published a, uh, a synopsis of a Rasmussen um, survey recently, which identified the elites in our society and how out of touch they are with the rest of us. And, um, I could go into a little detail with with Malay's speech, but it is a humdinger. He, he let's start there. But before that, before I have you do that, lad, before I have you dive in there, I just want to I just want to tee it up this way because I think you're right, Javier Malay. I mentioned the um, Heritage Foundation; their president was there, and people are probably you know scratching their heads and going, "What in the world is this?" Right. So, what in the world is this? Uh, you know, the meeting is called Rebuilding Trust, and they're saying it's accessible to a wider public with over 200 sessions live-streamed. Now, before you make these comments, I'm excited to hear them, and I will keep you for the other segment, by the way, on the other side of this break, because I want you to have ample time. But I, I kind of wonder, is this really uh, allowing the progressives to hear the arguments of the same people so that they can shut them out, deplatform them, and censor them? <laughs> 
<laughs> later on in 2024. So, but go ahead. Uh, tell us uh, what Kimberly said, uh, or maybe what Javier said. I'm, I'm really intrigued. Um, so that is definitely a, a real threat. But he he explains why they have to do this, and he says that collectivism is the root of root cause of all problems, not the solutions. And he said, believe him, because Argentina knows all about the failures of collectivism because they've been trying it in various forms for 80 years. Mm. Argentina used to be one of the richest countries in the Western Hemisphere, and they're, they're well-educated. They have a lot of natural resources, but they're poor, and they're poorer every single day because of collectivism. So this guy, who's kind of a populist in the Trump mold, swept to power last year saying, look, we've had enough of this stuff. He promised to slash the regulatory state, slash all the DEI kind of things, all the social justice um, nonsense that they have down there, which is just like what they're doing up here. He says the main leaders of the Western world have abandoned the model of freedom for different versions of what we call collectivism. And whether they call them in different countries – Communist, fascist, socialist, social democrats, our Democratic Party, Democratic Christians, Christian Democrats, it's all the same thing. There's yep. no major differences between these collectivist groups around the country or around the world, excuse me. So he is imploring people to understand what the collectivist threat is. He's telling business people to don't be ashamed of going to make a profit, because what you do when you make a profit is you make everyone's lives better. But what the collectivists do is they say, and you talk about this all the time, that what they do is altruistic. It's, it is you know, morally um, better than the capitalist. And he makes a great point. He said that it doesn't Collectivism doesn't contribute to the general well-being. It's on the contrary, it's unfair because it's violent. It's unjust because the state is financed through tax and taxes are collected coercively. About 20 seconds here, lad, on this side. Go ahead. Sure. So we can't voluntarily not pay taxes. So what that means is the state is financed through coercion and that the higher the tax burden, the higher the coercion and the lower the freedom. Um, and they've achieved this by appropriating the media, culture, and universities and international organizations. And haven't it, they? It's a really <laughs> strong argument right in the face of the, of the global elites. It was, it was outstanding. All this right. is just part of it. We'll, we'll unpack more on the other side of this break. Stay tuned. Is policing disinformation slash misinformation the tool The progressives and globalists will again use in 2024 to deplatform, censor, badger, belittle, besmirch, defame, libel, and intimidate the majority of sane Americans. That poll is up at Twitter, at Jack Windsor, W-I-N-D-S-O-R. Right now, uh, batting a 1,000, 100% say yes. But I, I realize I probably live in an echo chamber, so if you say no... Call me, or maybe you want to maybe you want to say yes and chat about eight four four talk nine eight nine. But right now we have on the phone line uh, Lad Dilgard, and Lad was just going through Javier Millet's message to the World Economic Forum in Davos. And look, Lad, here's how I see it, and then we'll go into your next uh, comment. But self interest is a human condition that doesn't disappear. 
And the intelligentsia, the elitists, the globalists, they have it. They're just better at talking others out of their interests in pursuit of a false collective future that elitists won't fully participate in as this, you know, lower rung member. They'll lead it. They'll control those who succumb to their scheme. And in the process, they'll accumulate more power and privilege. It's maddening to me that this has happened repeatedly throughout history, and we still don't see it. So this is a great segue in that collectivism is by, for, and the benefit of, to the benefit of the, the elite. And what Scott Rasmussen did in this poll that uh, Kimberly Strassel um, talked about in the Wall Street Journal today is that he defined a subset of Americans defined as those with a postgraduate degree earning more than 150,000 a year and living in a high density area. And he asked them a bunch of questions about what they thought about things. And it was alarming to say the least. 74% of these elites say their finances are getting better compared with 20% of the rest of voters. Mm. They give president Biden an 84% approval rating compared with 40% from non-elites. Large majorities have a favorable view of professors, journalists, lawyers, union leaders, and even members of Congress. Two-thirds say they prefer a candidate who said teachers and educational professionals, not parents, should decide what children are taught. Fifty percent of elites believe the U.S. provides too much individual freedom compared with 60 percent of voters who believe there's too much government control. 77% of elites support strict, this is my favorite, strict rationing of gas, meat, and electricity to fight climate change versus 28% of everyone else. More than two-thirds of elite Ivy graduates favor banning things like gas-powered cars and stoves, inessential air travel in the name of the environment. More than 70% of average voters say they'd be unwilling to pay more than even $100 a year in taxes or costs for climate, compared with 70% of elites who said they'd pay whatever it takes. So American voters are under assault from these elites and from the policies that ignore their situation. And this isn't about the the global uh, environment or the the working people or anything. This is about the elites holding on to their wealth, holding on to that power. And this goes on to say they, they voters feel the system is rigged by these elites that care more about the globe than them, which is why the appeal of a Malay or a Trump is really blowing up these days because they're tired of the the elite trying to tell them what to do while they fly around on private planes, drive their Teslas five minutes down the road, you know, before it freezes up and, and so on. It was, it was a great article. I can't wait to read it. Um, I, have not, I have not read it. I saw the headline. But I, I guess to me, um, I look at where we are right now versus where we were in, at the beginning of 2021 when Joe Biden took office. The middle class is more decimated now than it has been. They are, and when I say they, there are people who work hard, who can't buy a house because housing prices are through the roof. Interest rates are high. And oh, by the way, the cost to heat your home 
to light your home is higher significantly. You go to the grocery store, and if you want to eat well, which we try to do in our house, you're going to spend an arm and a leg. Meanwhile, to your point, lad, people who own high-ticket assets, high-value assets, the price of those things naturally, because of inflation, they've gone up. So their balance sheets look fantastic. And if they're making $100,000 a year or more, eh, it might be a little tighter. But I submit that when you are on the team that is dominating, right? Everybody hates Alabama unless you're an Alabama fan. Everybody hates Ohio State unless you're an Ohio State fan. Everybody hates progressives unless you're progressive. Uh, when when you're cutting through the opposition left and right and the federal government is aligned for your benefit, it's easy to overlook uh, you know, things tightening up. But I think there are a hell of a lot more of us than there are of them. Does she go into Kimberly Strassel? Does she go into that in her in her report or her article? She says that polling suggests most Americans are looking for a leader who promises to return power to the people. They are looking for a freedom agenda. So that's that's an acknowledgement that the masses, the voters, they have to understand the root of the problem, which is what Malay was talking about. And they have to understand what the elites in, in their own country want to do to them and don't care. I'll just say again that the COVID lockdowns were the greatest example of elitism I, I can imagine. Yep. People that had high earning salaries with laptops could stay at home and work as much as they want, whereas small business owners were shut down and poor working class kids were kicked out of schools. Yes. They couldn't play baseball. It didn't affect the Ivy League elite at all. Only 30 they seconds here, lad. masks. Yeah. And they sat behind their masks and weren't affected at all. Another great wealth transfer from working class folks to the global elite. 100%. You just nailed it. And for anyone who says, oh, Jack, you're smoking Hunter's crack pipe. Listen, if you studied <laughs> biology, sociology, economics, world history, politics, the credibility part of the idea that we have self-interest, it manifests in all of those areas. Stop being duped by these people who are lying to you. Lad Dilgard isn't duped. That's why we love him. Lad, thank you for joining us today. Can't wait to have you back next week, brother. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Jack. You too. All right. Stay tuned. Much more on 98.9 FM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.